0: Seconders, doubly so. Welcome back, you wonderful people who matter so very, very much, and who now know why you matter so very, very much. First thing is first, I want to hear from you. You're inevitably going to have parts of your life that relate to the concepts of the laughing matters that I would never be able to discover on my own. You're going to have things that seem so obvious after what you've learned that the rest of us are pretty oblivious to. Go to r slash the laughing matters on reddit and post them so that everybody else can learn from you, including myself. If you haven't already, take a look around your own life, your own unique facet. I bet you find tons of stuff that relate to this concepts or evidence of the concepts that you are uniquely qualified to find and to understand. That's how I wound up understanding all of this. I, I had a whole lifetime of events that I learned from and knowledge that I acquired from books and from life. And you've definitely read writer's thoughts that I haven't, pursued lines of inquiry and study that I haven't and found understandings that I haven't, and lived a life that I haven't. It's like setting down a plot to mine some gold, but it doesn't matter how many people set down plots, there's still going to be plenty of gold for each of them, without affecting the price of gold. It's not a perfect metaphor, but I think you kind of see what I'm driving at. It doesn't dilute the waters share them with others that don't know the book or the podcast, but also share them amongst each other. You, I, we, we have the ability to help them see through these murky waters, to see what holds us down, what's tearing us apart, and to help them find a way that leads to something fulfilling, enlightening, unburdening. To see what our secret pain is so that inflicting it, is no longer something that they do offhandedly. It becomes a conscious decision that they actually have to make in order to do it. And a lot of the time, that's enough to make a really big change. All right, that said, I do want to add a little note here on confirmations that I thought that I had once the book was done. So, I want you to remember that it's rather crucial to the whole system of belief that confirmation comes after belief, like courage after the thing you needed it for. Now, I've already explained why the I'll believe it when I see it with my own two eyes approach is kind of a terrible policy to have when it comes to matters that don't really show up in the one ten billionth of the electromagnetic spectrum that we can see. Confirmations are typically open enough that they could be justified as coincidental, but just hardy enough to act as confirmation for those of faith. It could swing either way. Without a belief, the brain dismisses these things as coincidence. We've all seen the brain do this. I'm sure you've seen some people out there that uh, have done some serious mental gymnastics to resolve in their minds something that doesn't mix well with what they believe to be the truth of the category that this new information falls under. The brain needs things to make sense, and most of our brains most of the time well, they're ready to sacrifice new information to the fires of coincidence or however it can land as to not jeopardize their intricate governing belief system that they've invested so much into. And that's why I found my love for theoretical physics to be so extremely helpful. My love for all the sciences to that point. Because the repositioning of new information that flies in the face of personally invested beliefs happens to both sides, whether you have a belief that God does not exist or a belief that he does. But sciences, well, they hold the new information where it is, as it is, whether it supports the current belief or not. In fact, when the new information points in a different direction than the currently held belief, it can often lead to a new theory being formulated. It's part of the reason that there's so few laws in the sciences and so many widely held theories. Now I bring all of this up to illustrate that confirmations can only be filed mentally as confirmations when there's a mental file folder for confirmations. If there isn't one, we find the closest file folder it can rationally be put into and it gets filed there instead. So instead of believing it, when you see it with your own two eyes. You'll see it with your own two eyes when you believe it. Because a big part of seeing it with your own two eyes includes where it's going to be filed. Alright, second order of business. we got a productive first episode coming out of the book. Um, I want to give you this little thing that I make a point of doing frequently, that has made a huge impact on my day-to-day, and it makes every day that I do it better. It costs nothing more than a few seconds of my time, a moment or two of thought, and a single gust of breath from my chest. Which, I let's face it, I was just going to breathe that breath out anyway, so no biggie. Oh, and the very best part of it is, it also throws some really great good out there. Some greater good. It throws some really great greater good out there. So I'll fill you in on what I've been doing for several years now. I started making a point of giving compliments. But not your run-of-the-mill off-the-cuff compliments like hey, nice shoes or good work on that thing that time. You see, I added this little modification ...that seems to really increase the potency in how the compliment is taken by significant amounts. What I do is I take a really good, focused look at what I like about what I'm getting ready to compliment first... ...and I pick out one or two things, maybe specifically, that I like about that. Like the contrast the two colors create, an added bonus if you ask what the color is called... Four times out of five, they'll say they don't know, and you can hit them with a headshake, a smile, and say, well, Whatever that color is called, that's a great blue. Or you can pick out something like the way their haircut frames their face really well, an aspect of a facial expression they make, or anything that you can appreciate about them. And it's often not hard to notice if someone is proud of something of theirs, or if they're self-conscious about it. And then, either which way, after you give a very specific compliment, throw them a smile and an eyebrow raise, and then move along. You put your focus somewhere else, which indicates the whole reason that you engaged them was because you liked something they did, or wore, or own. That you wanted nothing more but to let them know that in your eyes they did something so right. That you had to come over and let them know just how right they got it. For the self-conscious, they're they're no longer pressured into giving a response from it. When a platonic compliment lands, uh, having been given non-creepily with no strings attached, doesn't it just light that person up for a moment? And from that moment... That person makes their next set of decisions in an improved mood, and in my experience, it tends to make us a bit more generous and feel connected to others that we might run into next. It goes beyond being a good for you, from the happiness that you get back from making somebody's day, and a good for them, to a great, greater good. One that ripples out and makes ripples of its own that ripple out and make ripples of their own, and on it goes. And you did that with nothing more than a few seconds of your time, a moment or two of thought, and a single gust of breath. And let's face it, you were going to breathe that breath out anyway. And you know what? If you can't find something that you can genuinely compliment... And it does need to be something that you can genuinely appreciate. That's, that's an important part. If you can't find something, sometimes... I like your shoes. Is enough to make a positive impact. So another practice I've made, and this really isn't much of a practice, so much as just a thing that I've always done that I've noticed not everybody does. So another thing that I do is... When somebody gets really excited about something, I start asking questions about it. Even if it's something that I know a great deal about, I like to feign ignorance on the topic. And what that kind of gives them an opportunity to do is to teach somebody who is excitedly listening about something that they're passionate about. Uh, I get to hear somebody get excited about something they love, and and typically I learn things that I didn't know about it. People talking about their passions passionately is something electric in this world. It's something that can draw you forward and make you love them, individually, a bit more if you let it. I like to try and imagine what they're talking about as if there was nothing else to see or hear or to change the subject to. I try to paint mental pictures. I, I ask questions during pauses to try and flesh out my understanding and to fill in parts of that picture that I'm painting of what they're talking about. And if I hear a spike of excitement, I'll grin and encourage them to, you know, keep going by tilting my head and raising my eyebrow. I I guess curious amusement, you might call that facial expression. Uh, sometimes it's just about them. You know, I... I mean, isn't it fantastic when someone takes a genuine interest in something that you are passionate about? And sometimes, yeah, it's a little bit of a sacrifice, but a lot of the time, it turns into a rather wonderful conversation. Now, this is especially a great method if you discover that they have an opposing opinion to yours. They will respect your views significantly more if you respected theirs first and gave them an active listen. When you ask questions, let them be motivated by your want to understand as well as you can why they feel so strongly about whatever it is that they're passionate about. Go ahead and check your teacup. Dump the rest of your tea out So you can get theirs as it is. And remember two key things here. Listening and gaining understanding does not mean that you have to believe what you learn or understand. I've heard out several people who had completely opposing opinions, and I can understand why several of them feel the way that they do. But it doesn't mean that I believe what they believe. It just means I have a much better idea of where our beliefs differ and why. Instead of trying to show them the weak points in their argument and why they're wrong, I put the brunt of my effort towards trying to understand why they feel they are right. If you listened to my book prior to this episode, then you'll understand when I say I empty my cup first and try their tea as it is. The other key thing to remember, though, is it's their belief to have. Remember that. And their journey to reach their understandings and yours to understand yours. Don't attempt to sway them. Simply forge bonds over what common grounds you both share. And if they show interest in knowing your opposing belief. Start your approaches from those common grounds. Build from them. It allows them to build their understandings of what you believe on sturdy foundations that they've already built. At the end of the day, it's it's all about building up those connections, folks. Increase trust. Increase generosity. Increase how much you care about somebody you don't know. We had a hard year in 2020. And one of the huge reasons it was so hard was we were forced to separate. We were all cut off from anyone we weren't living with. Forced to stay out of arm's reach from one another. Having our mouths hidden behind masks dramatically reduced our ability to convey non-verbally how we are feeling. No hugging or handshaking, which is a smaller hug done with hands, as I like to think of it, or high fives, which I think of as a flying chest bump, but with hands. So much was done with a buffer of computers and virtual meetings. We moved apart as much as we could, And I fear that our compassions will take a pretty nasty hit from that. So we need to flex that muscle, so to speak. We have to actively reach out and strengthen those connections. We have to find ways to do some good, to offer help and experience other people. It's up to us to do this because a lot of them, they aren't being told not to reach out, but they're being inadvertently steered from it. Yes, we are rolling with disadvantage, but when you're trying to help to do right by others, to bring them a bit of peace or joy or love, well, that puts you on the right path, the path that God asked of all of us. And that's the only advantage you really need. You may run into obstacles, but but when you're on a path that God wants of us, A lot of those obstacles end up being redirects, a sudden change of direction. I like to think of it like being on the freeway and not picking up the hints and signs for the best exit to take and having to jerk the wheel at the last second to make the exit. Keep your eyes open and ask for direction. When a sudden change occurs in your life, they often land you someplace that you weren't expecting. So instead of looking for ways back onto the path that you were knocked off of, first, have a look at the path stretching out from where you landed. Remember, in those moments, you don't have a clue what's in store for you. But God does. Have a look at... what opportunities you just landed square in the middle of. If you really need to get back on your previous path, you still have to pick a path from your landing area and make your way back to it. And doing something for someone who needs help might be down one of them. And likely something tremendously worth doing down several of them. So Trying to get excited when these course corrections happen suddenly because you get a whole new set of paths to choose from. All new opportunities to contribute to this world. To be good to them. To be good for them. And you'll be great. Be sweet. Bye everybody. You can check out the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash could help. you can contact the podcast, it will help mail at gmail.com and come talk about this stuff, ask questions and hear what others think add r slash the matters on Reddit. You can stay up to date with the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash I could help and of course, theLaughingMatters.com.